Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and we're finishing up our Storm Training series with a discussion on Storm Structure with Chasers Hank Shima and Rachel Sanner. I think even if you don't really understand basic spotter you know, features to look for, you're still going to look at a supercell and, and you're going to know like that lizard brain is going to kick on and say, this storm means business. We've also got hashtag weather fools and potty mouth forecast coming up on episode 139 of the Stormfront Freaks. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, uh, part of the Stormfront Freaks network. I uh, want to shout out to our Patreon members that uh, help support the show and, and are with us tonight. I know we have Garrett and Josh are in the chat. We've got uh, Angela and Dan, our VIPs, are back in the green room with us. Uh, but thank you to all of you. You can also join us at patreon.com slash Stormfront Freaks. Uh, you can also be live in the chat or on the show with our guests. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, let's find out who we got with us here tonight. It's always happy hour every night uh, that we record. And we got to find out the co-hosts that are with us tonight. It's always uh, it's different every single, uh, every single show. So um, And we always tell you guys too, hey, feel free to join us as long as you're not driving or at work, right? Unless that has to be, I knew a guy whose job was to, he works at the Miller Coors brewing plant nearby and his, he was a taste tester. Fine. Oh yeah. Bob. And, I remember Bob. <laughs> he, uh, he would get, he would get a ride to and from work every single day. Right. Cause he was a beer taste tester. What kind of, that's, isn't that amazing? That's amazing, but it almost takes the fun out of it. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's true. All right, so let's find out what everyone's drinking. Uh, we got MJ, our, our producer and Skywarn coordinator up in Minnesota. MJ, what are you drinking? Well, tonight I've got a um, yellow belly small batch hard cider, barrel-aged flavor. It's nice. uh, excellent locally done here in Mora, Minnesota. Oh, Mora. Beer. Yellow, yellow belly. You got your yellow belly. That's right. All right, Serena, former meteorologist at the uh, Mount Washington Observatory, among many other places. But Serena, what are you drinking tonight? I wish I had a weather-themed beer. I'm, I'm in a rut right Ooh, now, but okay. um, it's because of all this weather education. It's, I'm focusing on that. I have a, um, a mango sour, and it's, it's delicious. It's, mm, I feel yeah. like I'm in the tropics. Delicious. Nice. All right, and then we also got Maz, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. What are you drinking, Maz? Or I'm where were you drinking? Well, I'm in a California state of mind. <laughs> I've got a little Malibu rum. Oh, yeah. And I think it's regular Coke. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Nice. And uh, in my Husker Cup, and man, if they don't win soon, I'm going to be bummed out. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> man. How many games have they played? One. Okay. <laughs> you got That's some like, hope, brother. It's like, come on, man. You, you still got some hope. So, all right. So, for those of you that don't know, uh, we are in the process of completing a special series tonight. Uh, it's a three-part storm training series. Uh, what we're doing is bringing uh, some meteorologists, some storm chasers 
who have created some of the best storm training resources, uh, presentations, and videos of their own. So we're we're basically uh, picking the brains of some of the people that are creating some great weather content already. Uh, our last episode, which was uh, 138, we were covering kind of forecasting your storm target. And so tonight, we're kind of going to be covering storm structure and, and identification so we know what we're looking for, right? We've identified now our target. Uh, the storms are going to be happening. What are we looking for? Uh, once we get to a storm, what's happening there? And do we stick with it? Are we going somewhere else? All that kind of stuff. So Maz, introduce our distinguished guest this evening. Awesome. Hank is back, also known as Pecos Hank. Musician, songwriter, film writer, uh, professional storm chaser, perhaps even MMA fighter. I'm not really sure. We'll ask later. With a catalog of storm and nature documentation on the Weather Channel, Discovery Channel, National Geographic, and more. And Rachel Sanner. Rachel's an Emmy winner and has been a storm chaser for over 15 years while creating groundbreaking storm chasing content as the co-founder of TornadoTitans.com. Glad to have y'all back. So I got to ask, I'll say, Rachel, I'll start first. So when a storm pops up, what are you looking for? How do you like, oh, this is the one? Oh, that's a really great question, Maz. First off, I'm kind of sad I wasn't called on for what are you drinking tonight? Because Oh, what are uh, you drinking? Uh, because I still, it's the same thing every other time I've ever been on here. It's water. It's it's high quality, finely aged, uh -huh. iced. It's perfect. It's just, it's nice. right there. So, but you know, one of the first things that I uh, look for with a storm is honestly like the updraft power. Is it? crisp is it you know those crisp edges that sort of thing is the anvil crisp with that really strong edge is it not wispy that sort of thing whenever you're looking at storms go up that's kind of the telltale sign but also at that at this stage when you're just getting started and the day's just kind of starting to marinade and you're just trying to make it work uh you know radar is a great tool too because you can keep an eye on things like echo tops and just kind of see like which updraft's actually going to be the one and it's just kind of like it's kind of like the old definition of, of obscenity by the FCC. You know it when you see it. And that's just kind of, you know, you know the updraft when you see it. You're just like, that's it. That's the one. Nice. Well, that's really hey, that's really teachable. Like, like, how do you teach that, Michael Jordan? It's like Michael Jordan trying to teach basketball. What? what? So you know how, it when so, you see it. Okay. Right, that's we'll, a class. We'll go I had that. It was know it when you see it, 301. Just saying. Hank, same question for you, buddy. I think uh, the first thing I'm looking for is to see if it's the right storm is a tornado. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's all I got. There guys. you go. It's be a real <laughs> short, short, short show tonight. Night's over. Night's over. No. So, so my my question, to you and 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 Hank, I'll start with you. Um, so you know where your target is because this has happened obviously a number a number of times and probably for you and Rachel eighty billion times. But storms firing up just north of you, storms firing up just south of you, um, and you know maybe maybe you can see some of the tops visually and and see the towers a little bit. But if you're looking at radar, what what are you looking for, Hank, to know if I'm going north or going south? First off, I'm just going south. I'm not even messing with the northern storm. Um, that's how you get hosed normally. Uh, no, nah, just kidding. Uh, you just, it's observations, observations, observations at that point. You know, the goes, is my storm look 
is it firing up at the right time of the day? You know, is it going up too early? And uh, I think there might be a lot of pattern recognition that also kicks in, you know, where, oh, that one is a little too, you know, it's in, it's in too drive air. And uh, I really like warm sector discrete cells. So, so if things are firing up along the line, um, you know, on the front, I generally kind of shy away with if there's other options, I'll always go for the discrete cell, wait a little bit longer because those suckers just, if something goes up in that warm sector, it just seems to spin anytime in April, May, June, July. So what, what, what are you, what are your tools, Hank, that you're looking for then when you're seeing that, um, and, and looking to go South, what, what are the resources you're looking through to find that? Yeah. VizSat, you know, goes visual satellite imagery and, and radar scope pretty much does it all. And then of course my, your wrap, you car surface obs. So you can see, you know, if, if your forecast is panning out, one of the things that I like to do the day of the morning of is I get out my pens and pencil and I do a forecast on these little pieces of paper that I print out. And it's kind of like, if you guys remember in, 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 in school where you had to memorize stuff, if you wrote it down, it helped you memorize it better. And so, you know, here's where the front's going to be at this hour. Here's where the front's going to be at this hour. Here's where the front's going to be at this hour. And you kind of remember it when you've drawn it all out. And then as your observations are coming in, is that syncing with what you originally forecast? Because when you were on the road, especially if you're a solo chaser, like a lot of us, there's just not a whole lot of time to pull out the computers and stuff and, and see where things are going to be in two hours. You're pretty much looking at the sky at that point. And then, so I'll shoot that to you then, Rachel, too. So you, you've got, you've got storms and again, whether it's directly North or South, but, but you've got, I guess my point being is there's two different sets of storms firing up, right? What, what are you, what are you doing to decide which one you're going to go after? And then again, what, what are some of the tools that you're using? Well, I want to first off start off by saying everything I'm about to tell you is a lie because there's going to be an exception to everything I'm telling you. Like every single time there's going to be something that will break this rule. So first off, if it is a decision between North and South, like Hank, South, I just go South. It's just like, it's just part of me. But if you're, if you're setting like East of the dry line, for instance, and there's two storms, you're looking at two towers, you know, you're looking at a couple of different things. What, how wide is this tower? Does this tower have, is it wide getting wider? Is the base big, broad, that sort of thing? Or, or is the South one, you know, tiny little bitty in the, one to the north actually has a lot of uh, girth to it, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, it's just big. It's just, you can tell. Uh, but also, like, when, when you're looking at it, there's a couple other things that go into this. First off, your target. Like, the forecast you made earlier in the day, like, the the thing that will get you in trouble faster than anything else is getting in the field and completely forgetting about your plan for the day. Like I I'm going to set at the triple point. There's going to be tornadoes. Oh wait, there's a storm 200 miles South. Let's get there now. And that's how you get in the trouble every single time. It's like you, you build this plan out. You, especially like Hank said, if you're chasing by yourself, you don't have time to like sit down and really digest a lot of things. You got to make that forecast in the morning. It's still kind of the old school approach. And you have to sit there and you have to really consider the fact that I made this target. This looks good. Everything is on track. Nothing has changed. So if it's the northern storm, if it's that target, then yeah, maybe you stick to it. But 
I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm a dry line person. I love dry lines. I love uh, upslope flow and every time. It's just like whenever things are cranking, you want to be on the south side of everything. You want to be on the isolated storm. That's where the photogenic tornadoes are going to happen. It's where the photogenic structure is going to happen. Um, I, I can think of several instances where that has burned me, the most notable of which was the Roselle day back in 2013, where <laughs> I literally drove south because there were 70 dew points down there and there was a storm moving into that, but that storm had formed in like 100 over 55 air. So it was coming out like outflow dominant and super high based. And I, I still regret that day to, uh, yeah, I, I still regret that day. That's uh, I'm I'm getting bitter just thinking about it actually. Right now. <laughs> so so you were talking about time earlier. So so let's let's set up a day. It's tomorrow. It's the middle of summer. You got a dry line coming off the Rockies. You're sitting out there in Kansas or Oklahoma. You've made your forecast. You're looking. There's two of them popping up. What time are you sitting out there? Like how far in advance are you looking for something to develop? Or are you waiting for something to develop and then go, what, what's your, your, your prep time looking like? You know, for me, at least, it used to be when I lived in Oklahoma City, the hope was, well, I'm going to leave about two and be on a storm at four and I don't have to sit around in a field. Like we're just going to go straight to the target. But now where I'm driving from New Mexico, and it's a lot different chasing now, I will say. Uh, it's more or less like I'm sitting out there starting at 8 a.m. some mornings, like just waiting, just eating breakfast, and I may or may not be in the target area. But ideally, like if you're trying, if you want to be in the right position during the day and you want to be able to like adjust, you want to try to be at least an hour or two before storms go to give yourself time. I mean, if you're any good at forecasting, you're at least in the ballpark already but you don't want to be arriving on storm as three storms are going up that look equal and you've got to like yeah it's just you you don't want to get behind the curve so to speak during the day all awesome. right That's all, those are all great points and, and yeah so we're probably checking the cams in the morning you know trying to dial in what time we think initiation is you know how how aggressive has the herb been this year how aggressive has the NAM nest been this year and, and, and dial that all in. Uh, speaking of, the her was broken this year, at least from my perspective. It was great the first, you know, in 2015 on up. But, uh, yeah, you get out there hopefully as early as possible. But uh, if you were chasing lightning all night the night before, you're off target and you're late. And that, that can work out for you. You know, you're late. And so you don't jump on what Skip calls the sucker storm. You know, there's always those maybe a couple other first storms. It's very rare that one storm goes up and that's the storm of the day. I mean, it happens. And when it does, it's the greatest thing. You know, Wynwood, Katie Wynwood, Coleridge, Pilger, uh, you know, just one storm goes up, starts throwing down right out the bat. It, but that almost never happens. You're just constantly adjusting and uh, skip Talbot has this thing about the sucker storm and he doesn't want to bite on the sucker storm. For those of you that are watching, I chased with Skip Talbot, Anton Simon, Tracy Simon, and Jennifer Brindley for a few weeks out of the year doing a, a tornado project where we're doing photogrammetry, trying to get some tornado data. And we all three have very different styles of forecasting. And uh, so Skip is the kind of guy that get he's up early by the time i wake up and shake off the cobwebs he's already known he knows 
what time everything's going to go down. And so we end up just following Skip most of the time. Uh, I'll try to wrap this up quickly, but uh, he doesn't bite on the sucker storm. I do. So if a storm goes up, I'm going to bite on it. And I'm still keeping my eye on the original target. And I think I can do both. I can get that one and get back to the original storm. But how, so, so Hank, how often is that actually happening? I mean, is that, is that like a pipe dream or are you actually doing that? No, almost every time I'm also, and I mean, I think there's enough time to get to both storms. If you do what Phil said earlier, if you, if you know and fold, so you get on your storm and you're like, okay, it's time to leave this one. I'm going to fold early and I'm going to go back there and, and catch the other one. And, and if you can do that, you increase your chances because the sucker storm will often surprise you and give you, if you're not just looking for tornadoes, if you like lightning structures, the sucker storm can deliver that. But if you skip, and I'm going to use his words, he's a tornado snob. He just wants the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll like, he'll like just, he makes, and he's right. You know, I'll, I'll be doing all this driving around for two, three hours. And then I end up with Skip where he's been sitting there since noon. So when he pulls in the big bass, you pull up and you go, I got a minnow. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, he has like six minnows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's crazy. So, all right. So, so what are some of the things that you're looking for then, Hank, that when you're saying, you know, no one to fold. So what, what is that? What, what are you waiting? What, what makes you fold? Like Rachel said, is the storm going outflow dominant? You know, is it in an environment where we don't really think this is the best environment and we want that, you know, that late storm where all that, uh, you know, where all that, uh, what's it called, all the uh, energy is built up and it's going to pop. You know, we want one of those. So there's just like, there's so many different parameters we, we, we have to go into and it depends on the day. So I'm kind of going to just assume we're talking about a big May day, big day in May, you know, classic Lilo, we're in Western Kansas. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you want to get just, it's really simple. Me chase big storm on those days. <laughs> That's it. What, Rachel, what about you? Um, how, how are you in, uh, and actually I had the pleasure of, of chasing with you once and, and, uh, you know, we were on a storm that was dying and we moved on, but so visually, what are you seeing in the storm or on radar that helps, you know, it's outflow dominant. It's dying. Yeah. 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 You know, there's a couple of different things I'm looking for. I'm out there for pretty storms, like textbook kind of structure, that sort of thing, Torna tornadoes that are photogenic. So like, there's a couple of different things that I look for if I'm going to get off of a storm. First off, is this storm like getting rained into by something to the south? Like that's the go south rule, because if it's getting rained into, it's going to be HP like I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting the storm's time. I'm wasting my gas. I'm, I'm wasting everything if this thing's going to HP because I'm not one of those people that goes and gets up in the notch and tries to see a rain-wrapped tornado. So I'm out instantly at that point. Uh, outflow dominant, like it, it's, it's kind of a look thing. Like if a storm has all this ragged scud underneath it, it just looks like it just looks like there's chaotic motion everywhere. It's not organized at all. There's a cold wind hitting me, blowing out from underneath the updraft. Like, get away from this thing as quick as possible. Like, it's I'm wasting my time with this one, too. And then the other one is, like, you're looking at this storm. It still looks great on radar, but the base is flat. The updraft tower has actually begun to get narrower, which means the storm is actually starting a process of probably dying at that point. 
And so you're just like, well, I guess this is time. A great example of that was uh, May 23rd this year, where uh, we had a we had this brilliant plan. It was a really great plan, honestly. It was go west, get the storm forming at 11 o'clock right off the Rockies in eastern Colorado. Maybe it produces a quick tornado. Then we're going to get west or east to this 10% risk tornado risk area. Like this is the big risk, lots of instability, everything. And honestly, I would do that same. I would make the same decisions a hundred times out of a hundred. Now, hopefully my windshield wipers wouldn't fall off and my key wouldn't disintegrate to where I can't turn my car off. And it's like a horrible game of like speed driving back to New Mexico after the chase. But like, it, it's just kind of like you, you kind of anticipate these things as you're driving, as you're making your plan through the day. Like, like Hank said, like, let's get on this first storm. Then we can bail out really quickly, get to our other target. Like it's just kind of a day by day thing too. Some some days it's magical and it's just one storm. Some days you just gotta feel your way through a day until it's like seven o'clock and finally it's tornado time. I, I love when it's magical. It's always beautiful. So, <laughs> hey, it, you know, it's, it is always storm season and everyone knows the uh, tropical storms are really kicking in high gear right now. But at helicity.co slash SFF, They've got a huge selection of weather and hurricane-themed T-shirts, merchandise, uh, all kinds of great stuff, including Stormfront Freaks shirts, beverage containers, and stickers. So uh, all you got to do is go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF, and you're going to earn 5% off your entire order. While you're there, you can also click on the Brands tab, and that's where you'll find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites, and again, all of that at helicity.co slash SFF. Hey, it's time for a break. Uh, we're going to be right back with more from Hank and Rachel. Stay down. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back. Uh, So we are in the final part of our three-part storm training series. Uh, Hank and Rachel, they've already been sharing some great experience on really knowing if you're on the right storm, when to go after the right storm. Uh, tell me this, Rachel, I'll start, I'll start with you a little bit. What, how can you, I think people hear a lot about tornadoes that um, drop and then go back up, but they talk about regenerating, uh, recycling. What What are you looking for in that sense to know that A, it's not over because B, it's recycling or regenerating. Yeah, so whenever you're on these cyclic cells, you got to keep an eye on, first off, you, you can get this like tunnel vision almost of the tornado you're witnessing right now. But usually off to the east, off to the northeast, there's a new uh, low level meso basically wrapping up right there if this thing's cyclic. And so you, you want to be keeping an eye like downstream, like, and that's where you can, you got to be careful as a chaser too, to kind of keep that in mind as you're positioning, not to like 
get under get northeast of a existing tornado and there's one for me on top of you like you got to keep this stuff in mind but it's usually east or northeast of the existing meso you're going to see another one uh ramp up and make things happen and that's how you get the twins that sort of thing so what what are you looking for in that east northeast one then uh you know, it's and how the do you same identify that uh it's the same thing you would look for in any other like ramping up low level meso wall cloud etc steady persistent rotation that's increasing over time uh oftentimes it can happen really fast whenever you get to a cyclic situation wherever you get a tornado 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 uh it'll happen really fast it's just like it's almost like tornadoes happening here oh wait there's this is ramping up tornado oh wait there's a tornado over here it's like it's that quick it's very it happens very fast whenever that happens i mean dodge city uh punk considered center this year uh, geez, so many, uh, a Cherokee day back in 2012. There's so many days like that. What Hank, are, are you looking for anything different or noticing anything else, uh, to see if, Hey, this thing's going to ramp up again. I think if you've done your basic spotter, you know, course, and you understand, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you understand what a supercell looks like, what an outflow dominant supercell looks like, you know, and, and you definitely want, don't want an outflow dominant supercell generally if you are after tornadoes. So how do you see an outflow dominant? It's like Rachel said, there's, you know, I always call them curtains. Like it might have a look where the storm, the scud and, and these, these cloud tags look like curtains blowing out. Uh, you know, if you had a fan inside your house and blowing the curtains out the window, it kind of has that arcing look like that. And so you learned to decipher the clouds does does the mesocyclone have more of a kind of a bell round shape or is it flat a lot of times when these storms go up you know they're supercells for like a really brief window and they'll start rotating but then they really quickly become outflow dominant and there they they might have almost a linear look like a small little line segment so you you've seen all these storms the more you chase the more you understand okay this pattern results in this, this pattern results in this, and, and you're making a mental note of them. And we could really go on and on about the different things to look for. It'd be easier to show you guys photos, uh, but describing them like, you know, just you want that beautiful mesocyclone, you know, with the updraft with inflow going into the storm. You want the grass to be bending, you know, to the north or towards the storm rather than going in your face, unless, you know, you're an RFD, then you have to understand that if you're in towards the south, the wind's going to be blowing that way and and it, there still is going to be inflow towards the notch. So if you have a basic understanding of these things, you can see clouds moving from left to right and there's inflow going into the storm. There's things like wall clouds that are lowering. There's uh, a lot of dancing going on, as I like to see with the wall cloud. And, and it's happening very rapidly. You know, you hear chasers say, look at that motion. Look at that motion. You can see when these uh, bases really start to, if you will, suck and, and uh, pull up all those clouds and stuff like that. But I think even if you don't really understand basic spotter, you know, features to look for, you're still going to look at a supercell and, and you're going to know like that lizard brain is going to kick on and say, this storm means business. So Hank, you, you mentioned lizard. I know you're a bit of a animal conservationist. So you're out in the thick of things. You're like, man, it is dropping. This is a storm. Ooh, what is this crossing the road? So what is the craziest thing you've seen cross the road? Don't say chicken. And 
have you have you been like I got to save this? I'll get the video later. You know where are you drawing the line of this? Because I've seen you with some freaky animals, man. Yeah, this is crazy. There was there was a tornado about to cut touch down, and I'm driving, and running across the road was a Daniel Shaw, and I didn't know what to do. Like, do I stop and help it? You know, do I? So, but I think the craziest thing I've seen was he really was, running? Is a Daniel Shaw running? Yes, <laughs> running. He was running. Okay. <laughs> If you ever see a Daniel Shaw, please stop and help him. <laughs> but don't feed him. But don't no, feed. don't feed him. Actually, feed him. Invite him to your house because he will fix everything. Daniel stayed with me for a week this year and uh, and during a downtime. And it was going to be one day. And he just started fixing everything. He set up our security cameras. He fixed our cable, fixed my computer. So, yes, feed Daniel Get him over to your house. He'll fix everything. So seriously, you have, I mean, you've saved a bunch. I've seen you with rattlesnakes. I've seen you with all kinds of stuff. What's the, what's the wackiest thing you meant? Like, Oh dude, I got to save you. Daniel you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> He's not giving it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, Rachel, so here's another question. Storm's happening. Are, are you, and and this could this could change, right? This this could change. Do you do you like to get close and how close? Do you like to to watch and <sighs> photograph and take videos from a distance? <laughs> where I'm, where are you? What's your sweet spot? Phil, I'm laughing because I learned things about myself this year that I did not realize was still there. But I, I always dreamed myself as a structure hippie. I'm gonna be back five miles. I'm cool. Uh, that tornado, that first beautiful tornado touches down at Lockett this year, and I'm like, oh, we're getting within a half mile. We're getting like a hundred yards from this thing. Like if wow. I can help it, like we're we're doing this right now. So and so apparently I've learned things about myself this year. Uh, I do love being close to tornadoes. Uh, it's kind of like it, it, it's that thing wherever you're like it's a situational thing. Like some storms are not going to produce a tornado, but are very pretty. And so, yeah, we're going to be back. We're going to enjoy the structure, the lightning, the wind rushing through the field, all that stuff. But if there's going to be a tornado, it's typically like stand back, wait for it, wait for it, then then pounce on it and be there whenever it happens. So. So Preach. Hank, Hank, are you uh, close distance? Where, what do you like best? I like to be close, um, but if if I like also when that there's not that opportunity to be close because I don't have a lot of structure shots. And uh, Lockett, I was far back. Daniel and I, we were sitting back just doing the structure and all that. But like Rachel was saying, if you've got a storm like that where it's so visually, you can see everything. You, you can get really close to those uh, and feel really comfortable, you know, you can because there's just so little precipitation wrapped around it. You don't want to do that, obviously, around the HPs or, or even just some of the really fast moving beasts, especially in Dixie Alley. But that locket yeah. storm, that would have been a great storm to get close to. So neither of you have chucked the whiskey bottle saying, have a drink on me. I mean that that's why why do you think I don't do TV anymore Matt? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's my last question to you guys. Um we we were talking about this before we started recording the show. Uh Angela, I was talking to Angela, one of our VIPs who's up in South Dakota tonight. Uh and and I was talking about chasing there a couple years ago and 
and there were some chasers that um, it was actually what ended up happening. Big derecho came uh, coming through South Dakota, and there were some chasers that camped out in the Badlands, and the storms weren't were, were going to be firing up west, uh, still fairly west of the Badlands, but they they obviously were doing something that I've considered, which is go to some really neat landmarks and then hope that you can get a good lightning shot somewhere in the distance or something, but you've got the cool landmark in the foreground. Are, have either of you chosen to give up getting close to that tornado or storm because you want to be in a certain spot to get the landmark shot? Uh, Rachel, I'll start with you. You know, that's a good question, Phil. I No, I mean, honestly, like whenever... I'd start the chasing. Like it's about the weather. Like I could care less about like, usually it's happy accidents whenever there's a nice like shed or a windmill or something that really frames up and scales the shot really well. That's usually a happy accident that you just kind of come across in the moment. But yeah, I, it's just like whenever the chase starts, whenever it's time, whenever it's time to get down to business, it's about like getting, getting that video that you're after it just is. So, Hank, have you gotten uh, Cadillac Ranch in the foreground while there's a tornado spinning? No, west? no, but I think you're right. It has to be a happy accident. You know, you don't, you can't really forecast those things too much. However, if I'm in Bella Forge and there's a tornado on the ground and there's a mothership that's going to come over Devil's Tower, I'm leaving that tornado in Bella Forge. <laughs> yeah, so, that would be it. Have either of you had a day where you're like, this sucks. I am never doing this again. I quit. No. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I took two years off for a reason. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, it's based, there are days where you're really pissed off or really mad. There's re days you're really mad for sure, but there's not... For me, it's always like, this is pretty cool. Like I could be back in the office. I could be like typing up a social media post or something like that, but this is pretty cool. This, this, is, this is worth every moment, so yeah. When I get pissed off, that means I'm gonna chase my ass off mm. double time. Yeah. From there on out. Ch you, you chase like I play blackjack. Same results too, right? Yeah. yeah true, true, true story though. Like the day I was most pissed off was that Katie day. Like I had chased the day before, was put into a really bad target to start the day. It was a bunch of left splits coming up through northern Oklahoma. There was a tornado like right by my hometown. And I I was so pissed off. I the next day I basically walked into the station and said, There's nobody targeting down here i'm going here this is there's going to be a tornado here I, I chased pissed off that whole day like and that's i mean where the emmy came from is that day so i gotta keep well, hey, that i gotta keep that energy i i hear some uh, thunder in the background it's uh, it's time for a lightning round so this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always play with our guests and and uh tonight we're gonna play uh, a fun little game you guys are gonna like this um i'm gonna call it tornado alley music so Tornado Alley music, um, Picos might be right up your alley here, buddy. I don't know. Uh, so Rachel, you might have your work cut out for you tonight. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pitch you two against each other. And the freaks uh, are kind of 
backup of the backup. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to one of you first, ask you a question. If you don't answer it correctly, I'll go to the other one to see if they can answer correctly and steal the point. And if they can't, then finally we're gonna go to the freaks. And if if they get it, then I'll give them the point. Basically, a last resort. Last resort. <laughs> last resort. So what I'm gonna do is I am going to give you the name of a famous musician. And you have to tell me what state in Tornado Alley that they are from, that they're famous uh, famous for being from. Does that make sense? All right, so uh, let's do this. I'm gonna, Rachel. I'm gonna start with you. Give give you a shot here first. Uh, and I'm gonna start with uh, let's see, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. What what state in Tornado Alley? And sometimes I'm a little liberal with Tornado Alley. Like that's kind of ambiguous. But I was gonna say last um, time we played this game, Tornado Alley. Well, was... we stretched it a little bit just because of our guests. <laughs> we but, did. But are, uh, are we going like all fifty states? Feel no, 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 we... not that much. <laughs> we're we're, we're pretty much down the center. We're pretty good. Okay. So Chuck Berry. What state is he famous for being from? Yeah, th- this is like the underdog of the century story. But I'm gonna go with like Texas to start off. Not correct, uh, Hank. You get a chance to steal. Ooh, I guess I can't say uh, Louisiana. We're not calling that Tornado Alley, so uh, I'm going to think Blues, Illinois, Chicago. Incorrect, uh, freaks. You get a chance to actually steal on the first one. What do you think? Mississippi. I was thinking Iowa. Mississippi is not Tornado Alley. I'm going to. You're I'm the gonna... one with the stretches Tornado Alley, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't stretch it that far. <laughs> uh, that would be Missouri. Chuck, oh, Chuck Berry, uh, Missouri. All right, we're going Garrett to Hank. Right. Uh, Garrett got it right. There we go. All right, uh, ch- uh, so Hank, we're going to you now. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, what state in Tornado Alley? Oof, man. Glenn Miller, famous for being Kansas. From. Not Kansas. Rachel? I'm going to go with South Dakota. All right, freaks. This is a tough, tough game. I didn't realize it'd be so hard. All right, Tennessee. freaks. Iowa. What'd you say? Tennessee. Tennessee. What the? Why are you guys like down <laughs> in the southeast? Like, That's Dixie that Alley. Over the place. Not Tornado Alley. <laughs> this is Iowa. Glenn Miller, Iowa. Good guy. I'm, we're gonna play a different game. This isn't going so good. All right, uh, Rachel Prince. Come on, Prince. Minnesota. Very good. That was the one I was waiting for. Yeah, that was easy. Okay, well, Hank, here's yours. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is from... Johnny Cash, we all know that Johnny Cash (laughs) is from... Well, I mean, he recorded at Sun Studios in Memphis, and uh, so if he's in Memphis, I'm going to have to go with... Jeez, I don't know. Arkansas. That is correct. Closer nice. Arkansas. to Memphis. Nice. Very good. All right, uh, Rachel, we're to you. Uh, let's go Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge. Oh, Colorado. Not Colorado. Hank. Melissa Etheridge. Uh, okay, um... I'm just going to go with what the hell, Oklahoma. Nope. Uh, freaks, you guys, Miss- Melissa Etheridge? Mississippi. Kansas. As Kansas. Thank you, that Garrett. Kansas. Or Kansas. Thank you, Garrett. <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> 
You guys get out of this. Get get out of the southeast for crying out loud. All right. Uh, who did I start with on that one? Can I think we do Roy Orbison? Can we do Crazy. that one? Hank. Uh, no, but we can do uh, we can do John Denver. John Denver. Hank. Uh, Colorado. I don't know. Colorado. Yeah. Wow. Rocky Mountain nice. High. Uh, okay, Rachel. Let's go Oklahoma. Your your uh, home state. Birthday. So Oklahoma. So Rachel, oh. just name a name oh. a singer from Oklahoma. Gives <laughs> <laughs> okay. the answer. I'm not even drinking tonight. Okay, that was Garth Brooks. That was Garth Brooks. We don't have to tell us that you could have erected. Okay, Rachel. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Oh, geez. Um, this is one I actually should know. Um, I'm just gonna go with Texas. I'm just gonna keep saying Texas until it's somebody. That is Texas. There you go. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do two more. Two more. Uh, Hank, do I have two more? I got two more. Uh, Sean Colvin. I don't even know who that is. Sean Colvin. She did. Uh, she read uh, one of one of my favorite songs. She redid uh, the Police's. Uh, uh, Your favorite. Can you Hank. sing it for us? Um, yeah, please. I'm trying now to think of the song she did, but she did uh, every little thing. He does, she does is magic. his magic, right? Yep. Oh, she yeah. did every little thing he does is magic, but oh, okay. she, it's, it's pretty good. Right, she, guitar right. and everything is kind of good. Nice. Anyway, Sean Colvin. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna follow the the Stormfront freaks on this one, and I'm gonna say she comes from the part of Tornado Alley called West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> good guess, though. Good guess, Rachel. You got one, Sean Colvin. I'm trying to like guess based on like a state we haven't named yet, and I want to. I'm I'm like going West like Virginia's I want to go. Been used already. Yeah, yeah, I'm wanting to go like I keep wanting to go like to like the northern part, like a Wyoming or North Dakota, but I'm going to go with Illinois because that is tornado. Yeah, Valley. yeah. Oh, no, freaks! I'm I'm going with Garrett again, South Dakota. I'm going Iowa. It's going to happen. Kansas. <laughs> All right, it's, it's South Dakota, but you can't oh. have three answers. So I'm so South Garrett. Dakota. So that's going to Garrett, Garrett by the way. Yeah. Garrett gets that point. All right, last one. Uh, this is Rachel's uh, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> is there a song? Um, <laughs> you know, I we haven't done a Colorado yet, so I'm just going to go with Colorado. Uh, we did do Colorado. That was John Denver. Oh, we, John have, Denver. we haven't done I'm not Iowa. paying attention anymore. Okay, Hank. Yeah, neither is anybody else, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Hank, <laughs> what what do you think? Wiz Khalifa. She's obviously from Nebraska. Oh, that's one we hadn't done yet. All right, freaks. Wyoming. Missouri. <laughs> nah, North, North Dakota. North Dakota. Oh, man. <laughs> the crowd's still applauding anyway. Uh, so, so I didn't do, so I didn't do Nebraska. I had yeah, Connor Oberst. Connor o- So the that's front man to Bright Eyes. That's, that's why you didn't do Does Nebraska. Is that Turnaround Bright Eyes? I don't know. The group oh. Bright oh. Eyes. But it's like, how sad is that? That you're like you're the most famous musician from your state. No one knows who it is. I don't think that's right. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I Hank and, and Rachel, you guys did a good job. Yeah, so did awesome. Garrett. Yeah. But uh, I want to do this first. So Hank, uh, I'm going to finish with Hank because I know his answer already. Rachel, how can people 
uh, find you on social media and more importantly, find some of the content you're doing? Maybe uh, fill them in on what you're doing. Yeah, you, you can just find me at TornadoTitans.com or on any social media network, Tornado Titans. You're going to find stuff that we're up to. I have a bunch of personal accounts, but they're not they're not important in this. Just look for Tornado Titans. You'll find us. Very good. Okay, Hank, how can people find you? <laughs> just Google Tornado. There you go. That's, that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true it's true that's true so all right well hey it is time for our final break uh everybody hang t- hang tight though we've got some hashtag weather fools coming up and a new potty mouth forecast clip you're gonna love so stay tuned <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel Shaw, and you're listening to the podcast for the Stormfront Freaks. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. That, ladies and gentlemen, is next intro into potty mouth forecast now this is a really special segment that we have um we find some forecasts that had a little bit of bad words in there people thought they got hidden but turns out they didn't phil found them so phil what'd you find for us today so so you guys know right everybody just got hit from ida i mean it went all the way up to the almost got you serena up in the northeast part of the country um so so i was on the dark web and i found this castaway uh audio clip of Al Roker of all people, uh, Al Roker, you know, because he's up in New York, so it's like his shot to try and get into a tornado. He was actually in this case, though, he was down in New Orleans uh, doing a broadcast, and for some reason, he, he'd probably been out there a lot. He was getting nailed by waves. Uh, he probably just wasn't in his normal professional mood. So uh, take a listen to this. Welcome back. We're now going to get an update right now on Hurricane Ida from our friend, Today Show co-host Al Roker. He's already in New Orleans, which is in the track of this storm. And Al, this looks like a monster storm that's coming. All right. Sorry. I I guess we lost communications, Chuck. Uh, Right now, uh, we are looking at imminent landfall of this storm. Uh, Winds of 150 miles per hour. Are, 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 like, are right now forecast, but we expect landfall in the next couple of hours. They will be at 155 miles per hour. Storm surges upwards of 15 to 16 feet, 20 inches of rain or more with this system. The eye wall, 15 miles wide with 150 mile per hour winds. It's basically a 15 mile wide F3 tornado that's what's coming in to this area and so as this system comes in people have hunkered down they are doing their best but they're i'm telling you chuck uh, the, the difference between a category one storm and a category five four as far as the wind destruction over 330 times more powerful so we are waiting for this to make landfall a powerful storm that is going to wreak real have it that's <laughs> for sure al roker get out that's of that for unsafe sure. weather there. Wow. thank you al i gotta say uh, oh, I, picked, I picked him up in the airport in a limo and he was nothing like that 
he was really a nice guy. <laughs> oh, that doesn't mean he's a nice guy. He just, yeah, had some choice words to use, I guess, during He's that, probably uh, on Bourbon Street before. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Likely. He's fired anyway. up about the storm. He's emotional. He's the people's meteorologist. I guess. Al. <laughs> All right, and that is the sound of weather fools. Now, I think especially after the uh, past week of weather, there's probably hundreds of submissions out there. We've tried to narrow it down to a few good ones here. Uh, catching people doing silly things on video, unsafe things, dangerous things, foolish things that they shouldn't be doing. And so I think we've got a few examples here tonight from Phil and MJ. So uh, MJ, we'll have you go ahead and start. All right, so let's see if I get this to work. Um, so this first one uh, was submitted to us by listener viewer Tim Boland. And you watch this person in the uh, taking some Ooh. pictures of Henri <laughs> and they tip Ooh, right over. Crack. They tip right over, showing a little bit too much, perhaps. Yeah. Running to grab plumber. the hat. Uh, but it's <laughs> awfully windy there in uh, Hur- Hurricane Henri. So that's uh, there it is Dude, one like, more time. Oh. <laughs> They got tipped he right just over. Falls over. Up and in the crack of dawn. <laughs> so, uh, our second jokes. one from Lori Grace Bailey. Um, and this is a turnaround, don't drown. And I don't know what this car is thinking because that is a raging, raging flood with waves. And they drive right into it and get swept away. There they go, getting swept down the road. That's, that's like, hey, I think I'll drive through I, the Ohio River. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, you can't look at that and not think. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Don't yeah, do that, if, folks. Even if you've never heard a turnaround, don't drown message, you would think that something <laughs> like to. exactly <laughs> would something right. in you would say, don't do that. There's a road here somewhere. Exactly. Oh my God. And, and our last oh, one yeah. is uh, submitted by Giovanni Moreno and says, this man is my spirit animal as he takes on a dust devil. So I don't know if this is really a fool oh, as much yeah. as it's just a badass. You know, always he's, wanted to do that. He's like yeah. boxing. He's boxing, he's boxing with it. it. Yep, and kickboxing, and yep, and doing the whole thing. He comes in again. There you go, Hank. Okay. There, there you go. There. Who wouldn't do that here? Okay, yeah. maybe I'm a weather fool, but come on, who wouldn't do that? That's awesome. With safety glasses, though. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There awesome. you go. Thanks, MJ. All right, Phil, what do you got for us? Uh, <laughs> I have got, uh, you guys might have seen or heard about this. This was uh, during Ida and uh, from MSNBC, there was a reporter reporting on uh, the, hurric- the hurricane that was coming and some guy parks in a white pickup truck behind him and starts running towards this, uh, the, the meteorologist that's doing the broadcast. Oh, crap. And he's yelling about how they're inaccurately reporting the storm. Nice. And uh, they end up having to go. He, he like, changes his uh, camera view. Back and away. Yeah, gets away from this guy. But this guy's basically just yelling, uh, you're inaccurately reporting the storm. Like, he had to pull over for some reason and disrupt this. Now, I have found out since Maz, uh, this guy was from Ohio. (laughs) <laughs> really there he's from go. ohio he was down in mississippi telling him that uh, inaccurately reporting the storm all right i'm, I'm guessing uh, he's an expert this next one yeah. also uh ida hurricane ida and and you can see someone is basically uh in the uh, video taping this in videotaping um filming this what <laughs> i you doing video super eight <laughs> this is 30 years VHSing old this. Uh, it's, so they're in their backyard they got a pool in their backyard and the winds are just getting crazy. But if you notice, like, 
all they've got above us them is like a little porch. Yeah, a little like, overhang. Overhang. Yeah, it's yeah. like a garage overhang. That the that wind is gonna take that sucker oh, <laughs> while gosh. The, while this person's underneath it. Look at that. Yeah. Oh. It, and obviously, they it, the video stops probably before that part actually happened. But if I'll tell you what, if you could hear the video, I will have this on the show notes. But if you could hear the audio of this video, it this would this would be a good part for our uh, uh, porn movie or storm chaser uh, segment, <laughs> wow. right? Where we play you an audio <laughs> of someone saying something, or oh look at that, oh my gosh, right? And you have to decide, was that from a porn movie or from a storm chaser? Because uh, the guy's like, oh, here it comes. Coming to an episode. Wow. Of All right, was that good? Okay. Like episode 140. Last one, uh, Williamsburg. This is uh, up in uh, Pennsylvania, some flooding. This was uh, pre-Ida. But there goes a little bug, right? A little Volkswagen bug goes plowing through this water that's uh, up past the, the hubcaps of the car. And it stalls. Wow. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. Because none of the cars around me that, you know, obviously made it or didn't make it. So I, I'm going to. For yeah. Sure. Like I'm in a Volkswagen Beetle. I think I, I can get through this water. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so there's uh, right. there's another turnaround. Don't drown for you. Yeah, there's there's lots of good examples out there this week for sure of people driving through flooding that shouldn't be doing so. So if you want to check out some of these spectacular weather fools, don't uh, hesitate to go and look at Stormfront Freaks podcast show notes, episode 139 for the links. Yeah, and you, and you can find those a lot of times uh, right from your phone if you're listening on your phone or just go to stormfrontfreaks.com. You'll find it there. Is this? Oh, I thought we cue Hank Sorry, on this time. one. Do we yep. cue Hank now? Uh, the song Hank is, is it up to Hank again? Is it? Uh, I don't know. He's going to, let's see what he plays. He's going to grab something. Just let him do his thing. Why not? Play That's something, Hank. man. All right. Um, have you ever heard this one? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. No. Send me a postcard. <laughs> drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right, MJ. All what do we right. got in the mailbox? Well, we had, you know, a ton of them last uh, last time, but we, we got one this time. So, hey, you know, yay. <laughs> That's all right. Um, we love them all. It, it's, it's, it's Noah Sherry, so we certainly appreciate Noah checking in. Uh, Noah replied to a Twitter post asking, uh, what are some of your favorite weather and science podcasts? And Noah said, weather brains. Passion Twist, and Stormfront Freaks. Wow. Of course. Did we have to to send a check? Yes, we do. We do. They also sent their address, so we're good. Um, But Noah also said I have podcast overload. So, But thanks for checking in. Remember, everybody, you can check into on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I think we're still there. Uh, All of those places. And uh, find us uh, by or on email at questions at Stormfront Freaks. And uh, get a hold of us. Let us know what you're thinking. Awesome. Cool. All right. I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks. Uh, thanks for listening or watching. Hey, before I announce our next guest, uh, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe or follow the Stormfront Freaks Network so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show and El Nino's, uh, the Tornado Hunters podcast. Uh, you get that delivered right to your podcast player the moment they get released. Uh, you can also visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can check out all the ways 
that uh, we can do more for you and that you can also help support the show. So uh, might be getting live access to view and chat during our raw video recordings, uh, exclusive merch. You can even join us and our guests in the green room as one of our VIPs. Uh, just visit patreon.com slash Freaks to join the team. And again, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, the show is all about our guests and uh, special thanks to our amazing content creators tonight, Hank and uh, Rachel. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight and, and it's great stuff. It's always good uh, getting some feedback and you guys do an amazing job with the content you guys create too. So thank you uh, for doing that. Our next episode, we're going to be back in two weeks recording live and raw for our Patreon members on Thursday, September 16th. We're going to have the managing editor of Space City Weather and meteorologist Matt Lanza is going to be with us. Uh, the audio podcast will be up and available the following Sunday as normal. And uh, I think that's it for MJ, uh, Maz, Serena, Hank, Rachel. we got Angela, Dan, for all of you. I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.